I'm Capriya Johnson, and you are listening to The Leadership Podcast, where we delve into the stories, strategies, and insights of experienced leaders who have successfully navigated the challenges and triumphs of their journey. Get ready to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead with confidence and purpose. Good morning, Dr. Smoove. Thank you for being our guest speaker this week and for sharing your expertise with inclusive leadership in academia. If you wouldn't mind, please introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about what inclusive leadership means in the context of educational institutions. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Wendy Smoove, the Senior Vice Provost for Inclusive Excellence here at The Ohio State University. And when I think about the notion of inclusive leadership in academia, it really means making a space where all faculty, staff, and students um, have what they need to be successful in their pursuits of excellence. Mm -hmm. Um, As an academic institution, we have a responsibility um, to bring forth um, the talent of all of our learners, our practitioners, our researchers, scholars. And that work happens only when you are intentional in what you're doing and intentional um, in your pursuits. And what I mean by um, intentional is that we don't bring in um, people from all around the world with all different backgrounds um, and just assume that, hey, we're going to all get together and uh, everyone is going to do their best and we're just going to be fine. Instead, it takes thoughtful uh, leadership to bring people together in such a way that you're able to maximize their talents, maximize their ways of presenting their talents, and to frankly be able to recognize when there are opportunities to build greater platforms for inclusion. Inclusive leaders are ones that are um, humble in their listening to their organizations, Um, And what I mean by humble in their listening is not presuming that they know, but really asking the questions and then asking the question, which is one of my absolute uh, favorite uh, questions, who is missing here? Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about uh, the solving of a problem, putting together a working group, a lab, a committee, um, a new Uh, research endeavor, always asking who is missing here, what perspective is missing. When you're asking that question, you're coming from a space of humility in the sense that you don't make the assumption that you already know the thing that you're working towards. Rather than um, entering into the opportunity to learn from those around you. Inclusive leaders are always asking, how can I make this better? Who is missing? What perspectives should be included here? Um, Are there aspects to the question, to this endeavor that um, are not present? And it's that constant search Mm -hmm. um, for who is missing, what perspectives are missing, 
that really become the strength of um, the basis of inclusive leadership. I like that being intentional, but also, you know, not just inviting any and everyone, because obviously we want everyone to kind of have a seat at the table, but you also have to be kind of strategic. And like you said, kind of thinking about who is missing, what do we need and things of that nature. So in your experience, what are some challenges that academic leaders face when trying to implement inclusive leadership practices and how can they kind of overcome these obstacles? Sure. Um, So a few common challenges that I will note um, and one I alluded to um, in the opening is this idea that you already know what you're looking for rather than coming into a space with a sense of um, radical curiosity, right? Um, And so oftentimes we will say, I'll give the example of um, we are doing uh, faculty searches for new faculty talent. And say you're doing a senior leadership search or senior faculty search. There's this thought that often happens for leaders is that you know the field. I've been in the field for 10 years, 15 years. I know this field. I know everyone who's publishing in this field. And it's a real kind of marker um, of the ways in which we understand our own um, command of our subject areas. It's a marker of how we um, have stayed current, we think, in the research. And when we uh, approach searches in that way, I know the field, it's really easy to miss those up and coming scholars um, who are uh, asking questions that uh, for all intensive purposes are questions on the margins, but questions that have the potential to catapult a field in a different direction. Um, Being uh, an inclusive leader requires you not only to be curious, but also to be a risk taker because you are not um, satisfied with the known commodities, that you are interested in what else is possible. And that curiosity can sometimes take you in very different directions um, and oftentimes allow you uh, to make uh, discoveries of Scholarship that you uh, were not aware or approaches, I won't say scholarship that you're unaware of, but it will make you look at scholarship in new ways, uh, which can create new openings and new ways of seeing things, which is incredibly important in the academy in particular because we are an enterprise that is chasing innovations, chasing new ways um, of thinking. And in order to do that, we've got to take risk and not have those assumptions that we we know, but that we're seeking is a different way of thinking about the question. I like that. Radical curiosity and then also taking risk. 
something to think about. So you've kind of touched on, you know, best practices or strategies that we can use, but are there any specific best practices or strategies that academic institutions or leaders should consider when advancing inclusivity in higher education? That's a really great question. Um, so one, I would say, um, is thinking critically about the diversity of ways that talents and gifts are distributed and valued. And what I mean by that um, is that when we're open to a variety of gifts, experiences, and talents, they may not present um, in cookie cutter ways that mirror our own experiences, talents, um, and ways of knowing and ways of doing. Um, when we get into the pitfall of searching out and valuing only those who are most like ourselves, those that um, present in familiar ways that uh, allow us to see that glimmer of ourselves, or I like to call it the search for many me, right? How can I find that that scholar, that graduate student, that undergraduate student who so reminds me of myself when I was at that point? We're really closing what it means to show up in a space. Um, when we're looking for those that um, are bringing a different way of executing on questions or executing on uh, ways of collecting information or uh, new trajectories or lines of questioning in their research. Um, that is the moment when we really have an opportunity to craft new knowledges and new ways of thinking. And that's what our business is um, in the academy, is discovery and learning new ways and thinking of new ways of doing things. When we create and we seek out many means, we're replicating what already exists. And we really create, we create a space of limitation as opposed to a space of wide open opportunity. But again, that comes back to the risk taking mm -hmm. because if we um, have never seen it before, we didn't think it could be done that way. We weren't taught that way. It's very challenging when we're thinking about how to evaluate the thing or evaluate the gift or evaluate um, the talent. So it does take, again, some um, risk tolerance, a level of risk tolerance in order to be open to the ways in which gifts manifest uh, differently. But in academia, that's the that's the enterprise. That's what we do. Yeah. Sounds like stepping out of the box and kind of also out of our comfort zone in a way and kind of stepping outside of looking for someone, you know, a, a mini me, as you kind of said earlier. All right. So in your opinion, what is the future of inclusive leadership in academia? What changes or trends do you foresee in the coming years? Sure. So at the core, at the core of um, the work that we do around inclusive leadership sits 
the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're at a moment in the academy um, and beyond um, where those terms, um, that set of the work that we imagine that happens in that space is under attack um, from a number of different forces um, in the sense of a narrow read that says that that work is about exclusion or limitation. Um, one of the biggest challenges uh, that I see um, ahead for inclusive leaders is how to adequately explain the work that we do. What does it mean to build diverse environments where everyone can thrive? What does it mean to bring voices into our um, our enterprise, but bring them into the enterprise in an equitable way? What, what are the benefits of bringing people in? That's an access question, but also to treat them equitably once they are here, um, understanding what it means to create an equitable environment and building an equitable environment. And this is going to be, I think, one of our biggest challenges um, in moving forward is the understanding that building an equitable environment benefits everyone and that it does not take away from some groups in order for everyone to have a space at the table. That is going to be one of the biggest challenges um, in this moment where so much of the work of diversity, equity, and inclusion is so misunderstood that there is a need for greater, greater clarity. And I actually put that at the feet of those who are practitioners in the field to offer greater clarity around the work that they do. And of course, I have argument that everyone benefits when we create um, spaces where we have diverse uh, groups of people come together in equitable ways to innovate and that we all go a little bit further in our pursuits. I like that. Making a room or space for everyone at the table and not kind of excluding others, which sounds like that is kind of um, the thought of, of some folks when it comes to um, DEI. sounds like you're very, you know, passionate and, and knowledgeable about this Um area. So are there any resources or books that you would recommend to our listeners who want to kind of further explore this topic of inclusive, inclusive leadership in academia after listening to this podcast episode? Oh, sure. Um, I'm an academic, so I've always got uh, books and resources to think <laughs> about. Um, one um, is a essays that are of um, an anthology and the title is Presumed Incompetent. Mm. And when I get to that, when I was talking through those points about uh, building humility, building humility and understanding difference, you've got to first listen to the experiences of others mm. and to understand the ways in which existing systems have created barriers for success um, created barriers for the ways in which people are able to bring their talents, gifts, 
um, and treasures to our learning spaces. So I would recommend that book, Presumed Incompetent, actually two-part series, as I was saying, mm-hmm. um, The Intersection of Race and Class for Women in Academia. And I would say it's for everyone reading. The other book that I would highly recommend um, for those who are interested in how do you build a more inclusive um, uh, learning space across the academy is a book called Inclusive Academy, Achieving Diversity Excellence. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my absolute favorite kind of how to work. It's one to be very philosophical um, about uh, why we value the work, but what's the nuts and bolts of um, really attempting to build uh, more inclusive learning environments? Then the last thing I would offer is that the work of building um, an inclusive academy or being an inclusive leader is work that is open to everyone in the academy. Um, Here at The Ohio State University, we actually have some really great resources to assist people who are interested um, in figuring out how they might better use their voices to build more inclusive spaces. And one really great program we have through uh, the Women's Place here at OSU is called Kids and Allies. And that's a space where um, those who don't even imagine themselves necessarily as leaders can understand the strengths that they can bring and the opportunities that they might build um, to create um, a a more inclusive environment around them. Um, So it focuses on um, those who may uh, be perceived as having greater privilege um, in a learning environment. So it actually focuses a lot on um, men in academic spaces where there are fewer women in the space and it asks and it challenges men to think about their own positionality and it also encourages them to think about how do they make space for others and how do they become um, not just by aware bystander but an act an active uh, bystander in conversations and in small interactions and those are the ways in which we begin to build a foundation uh, for ways to become a much more inclusive uh, university, a much more inclusive academy. So those are my three resources. Thank you. And those are some good resources. I'm going to have to look into those two books you mentioned. And that um, program through the the Women's Place sounds definitely really interesting to you. Um, so you've kind of already given us a, a wealth of knowledge and a lot of tips and tricks. Um, but before we kind of wrap up this episode, do you have um, maybe three to five important points that you would kind of like to summarize and kind of leave our listeners with? Sure. Be curious. Make space for others. And take risk. Mm. Those are good. Those are good. The Leadership Podcast is produced by The Ohio State University's Office of Faculty Affairs. For more information, visit us at faculty.osu.edu. I'm your host, Capriya Johnson. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.